We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So let's move on to our second topic for today. And the second topic for today, actually, it's really the third because we have the two breakout sections. And this comes down to a conversation about the Notre Dame 2024 class. And look, there's a lot that needs to happen for this class to reach its its its, its full potential. It, you need you need obviously to win some battles down the stretch. There's still Justin Scott on the board. There's still Kingston Villiama Asa on the board. Uh, Carter Nelson, obviously picked Nebraska. We knew he was off the board. Bradley Shaw's on the board. Caleb Beasley. There's still guys on the board that you need to close on, but there are guys in the class now. And when people look at the class, I think one of, I've been, you know, we kind of went off a little bit last week or it was earlier this week. and, And the conversation was, I don't understand why some people are more down on the class. Because in my head, I don't look at the class based on what the recruiting rankings are. I look at it in my head of what I think it is based on my film evaluations. And I hear people talking. I got into a conversation in a private message on the board with somebody who who I like a lot. He's a really good guy, but he tends to be a little bit on the negative side. And then he made a comment where I said, you know, it, it kind of hit me what the problem is. And the problem is, is that I don't think a, a lot of Notre Dame fans really appreciate the talent of a few kids in the class that I think are very big time players. And what I realized is, is if, if you, some of you that aren't as high on this class thought about these players, like I do, I think you look at this class very differently. So whether you call them sleepers or whatever you want to call them, they're guys that to me are are guys that I think are, are what define this class right now. And our why I tend to be a lot higher on this class than than other people are. And now this class can't reach its full potential without adding kids that aren't in the class right now. If you don't get Kingston, if you don't get Gearby Lambert, if you don't get Justin Scott, if you don't get, you know, a, a Bradley Shaw or a K, I mean, if you don't get those guys down the stretch, then no, this class won't be as good as it needs to be. But where it is right now is really good. And it and there's a few players that that are are being way overlooked by a lot of Notre Dame fans. And I'm going to break down four of them today. And I'm going to talk about two on offense and two on defense. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The first one I'm going to talk about on offense is Kedron Young, the running back from Lufkin, Texas. I, I was talking with a buddy of mine, and, and you know it's kind of funny. Notre Dame fans are rightfully very hard on on three because their rankings are really bad. But there's one couple of players that I'm going to discuss here that they get right way more than anybody else, and one of them is Kedron Young. They rank him as the number 82 player in the country and the number eight running back in the class. I still think eighth running back in the class is a little low. There are some running backs that I've seen ranked one and two. I, go watch Taylor Tatum and tell me that you think he's a better running back than Keedron Young. I don't think that he is. Now, he's ranked higher by everybody over him. There's several backs like that. Where I'm like, I'm not trading that guy. I'm not trading Keedron Young for that guy. Not just because he's committed because that guy's not as a better – that guy's not as good of a player. And so when I when I look at that, I say, man, this kid is a really good football player. Well, where does everybody else have him ranked? And this is where I think it comes down to why people aren't as high on him. Rivals has him ranked the number 213 player in the country and the number 16 running back. And then 247 Sports and ESPN don't even have him in their top 250 and 247's top 247, right? The, he's ranked number 182 on the on three consensus and number 207 on the 247 sports composite. And that's fine. It's a good back, but that doesn't make you think difference maker. And when I look at the combination of Keedron Young and Aeneas Williams, I think it's elite. I really do. And a big part of that is because Aeneas is a really good all around back. I look, I think Aeneas is significantly better prospect than, than, than Kyler. Um, um, <laughs> I, I was going to say, um Kyler Williams I, I don't I don't have a, a clue what's going on with me today why I can't get names right Kyron Williams uh I think he's a much better prospect of the same age than Kyron Williams I think he can do even more in the pass game than Kyron can do I think when when you look at what Kedron brings to the table size great balance speed big time production in a big time area I think those are, are are areas where I see a really talented back and, and a big-time back and a top 100 back. I think that number 82 ranking from on three is about where I'd have them. It's in that range. I'd say like 70 to, to 90 is probably where I would have them. I think he's a really, really good football player. And I think he if, if Notre Dame fans all viewed him the way that uh, that I do, then I think there'd be a lot more excitement about him. But it's not just him. There's another player on the board that I think is very underrated, and you could call him a sleeper or whatever the case may be. I just think he's a difference maker, and that's Isaiah Canyon. Actually, you know what? 
let's watch a little bit of film before we move to Isaiah Canyon. What I did want to do is I did want to watch a little bit of film here about some of the, just some of these guys. So as I'm talking about them, uh, you'll get a chance to, to see what I'm talking about and why I'm so high on these guys. And this is a little bit of film uh, from, from Kedron Young, and you're going to get a chance to see what I'm talking about. We won't watch a ton of it. So I'll, I'll play I'll play the other ones as I'm, as I'm spending more time, uh, talking about them. So you get to see a little bit more of their film, but I didn't want to cheat Kedron. And I actually, you know what? I didn't, it's not about, I didn't want to, I don't want to cheat Kedron. I don't want to cheat y'all from getting a chance to watch this young man play. This is a really, really good football player. But what you see is a guy that's powerful. He's listed at 5'10. Some people have him at 210. Some people have him at 220. Looks at least to be 210, 215 for me. He's going to be easily be 215, 215, 20 pound back when he gets to college. Um, and you know, you see a guy that's got big time, big time production, and and a guy that's got some speed for a player with his size. So when I look at Keegan, he's got everything you want. He's got a great low built frame, thick legs, great feet, good, really good balance, really good vision, good second level anticipation, can make plays in the pass game. Uh, his anticipation skills, as you see on that cl- that clip right there, are just outstanding. This is a really, I mean, Ryan and I broke this down. This is a really good run to see this happen so quickly put your foot in the ground and get vertical and this burst that's that line those are all things that you really get fired up about when you watch Kedron Young play and are, and are parts of the game that that uh make me very excited for what he brings to the table we'll, we'll have more of these other guys when I when I get to them but I think Kedron Young is a big player who's my next guy on the list I think some of you already know who this is going to be my next guy is going to be Isaiah Canyon from Warner Robins in high, high school in Georgia. I remember when uh, I first was talk, told about Isaiah Canyon. I had a someone that knew Notre Dame was recruiting him. And they said, you got to check this kid out. They're going to go after this kid. And, I, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, no, there's no way they're going to. There's no way they're going after this kid. There, there's no way. This kid's ranked really low. Because, look, we all have that reaction, right? He's ranked really low. I wasn't blown away with his offer list. You just kind of get those immediate judgment reactions. Now, what I try to do is not allow those immediate reactions to define what I see on film. I try to let what I see on film define what I think about a kid. But I'm not going to lie. When I first heard of Isaiah Canyon, and then you think about who Notre Dame had on the board at the time and who we thought they had a pretty good shot at. You know, Ryan and I were feeling very good about, you know, Jason Robinson and their chances to land Jason Robinson. I, Jeremiah McClellan was a guy that was still very high on Notre Dame at the time. You looked at some of the different, they were recruiting Quasi Gilmer really hard. They were still on uh, uh, TJ Moore, Bredell Richardson, a guy that I like a lot. They were all on, on all those guys. And they were even recruiting Ryan Wingo still at the time, Josiah Brown, who just committed to Penn State. All those kids were still on the board. And you hear about this kid from Georgia, and you're like, I've never even heard of this kid. He didn't even play receiver is, is what you're told. And then you start to watch the film, and you're like, okay, I get it. I get I get what they're liking. And and I've fallen, I've fallen in love with this kid. And, and from the first time you see him, you see him playing receiver. You see him playing quarterback. You see him playing defensive back. He can do it all. Great frame, size, speed. Went to, I think, the Georgia camp this summer and measured in at 6'3 and a half and 198 pounds. Also ran, what was it, like a 448 or 451 uh, official laser time, which is a 44 if you're doing handheld, which is really, really fast time. And he's just a smart football player, really athletic player, brings a ton to the table. Absolutely love Isaiah Canyon. So then I, I break down the film. We've talked about it, been in love with this kid from the minute I saw his film, graded him out, grades out as a top 100 player to me. And and honestly, 
he's on the same page as the guys that we liked last year with Braylon James and Jaden Greathouse from a grade. When you look at the tools, now he doesn't have their production, especially Jaden Greathouse's, but he's over 6'3". He's about 200 pounds. He's faster than Jaden was at the same age. And, you know, the, the production will, will come. But there's a lot to like about, about Isaiah uh, Canyon. And then you look at his recruiting profile, and you see on three has him correct at number 94 overall. ESPN is a number 240. But 247 and Rivals have him as a three-star. And, and Rivals has him ranked so low, which is just really nutty to me, that they don't even have him among the national rankings at wide receiver. Now, maybe that, yeah, they don't. They have him as a 5.63 star, which means he's not even on Rivals in the top level of three stars. He's in the middle level of three stars. My whole thing is I don't know how you can watch this kid play and think that he's anything other than a four-star player. Now, you it's debatable if you want to say, hey, he's not a top 100 player. Because here's why I can make the case. If you were forcing me to take the devil's advocate opinion on why he shouldn't be a top 100 player, I'd say it comes down to he's still pretty raw at the position. We haven't seen him play for a full year. Yeah, he's done some things there, but he's also playing quarterback and he's playing DB and he's doing a lot of those other things. And he doesn't have the production of some of the other top receivers in the class. Very fair. Very fair. Now, I don't care about that. And the way that I rank is just what is your ability? And production is a part of it. But my whole thing is, is if his production was there, then he'd be a top 50 guy for me. That's how good he is because he's got a five-star upside grade. And as much as I love C.J. Carr and Cam Williams, I actually gave Isaiah Canyon the highest upside grade of anybody in the class. Now, it's not by much. Cam Williams is right there behind him, and C.J. Carr is right behind Cam in those areas, but I just, just a God given tools and, and potential and all and the upside, the one, two punch of Isaiah Canyon and Cam Williams to me as a, as a one, two punch is as good from a, just a pure potential standpoint as Notre Dame has had in a very long time, a very long time. I think you could have to, you'd have to go back to me to the 2016 class to find a, a, a group that to me had that kind of upside. And and the upside of that group was you had Jay, you had Chase Claypool and you had uh, Javon McKinley were the two in that class. And this, to me, this group might, might even be better than that. I think it is. And then if you throw in, obviously Kevin Stefferson had a lot of upside in that class too, but this, this duo has as much upside as any of them. And those are the things you get excited about. And Notre Dame needs guys like this because <clears throat> he brings a little bit more, you know, Braylon James is, you know, six two, six two and a half. This kid's about an inch taller, and he's already 10, 15 pounds heavier than Braylon. So he brings a little bit of a different type of body to the table. They don't have a lot of. Jaden Greathouse is six one and a half, two ten. Rico's six feet tall. So I think he brings a unique skill set to the table that excites me about the kind of player he could be. So when when you look at this class, and we all agree that CJ Carr and Cam Williams are big time players, right? Top hundred players. Then after that, you say, well, you know, what else is there to be excited about? Well, for me, you want to understand, you know, I'm trying to give you guys a glimpse into my head and why I feel the way that I feel about this class. That's four top 100 players on my grading system. So obviously CJ Carr, you've got Cam Williams, you've got Kedron Young, and you've got Isaiah Canyon, all as top 100 players on my board. There aren't a lot of teams right now that have four top 100 skill players in their class on offense. There aren't a lot. And, and Notre Dame has that. And then, of course, you add in, you know, Ky- Kyron Williams, Kyron Williams, uh, Aeneas Williams, who's a top 200 caliber player. You throw in Micah Gilbert, who's a top two, 150 to 200 caliber player. Then you've got Styles Prescott, who's got a lot of tools. Peter Jones, Jack Larson's a top 250 caliber player for me. Now you guys start to understand why I'm so high on this offensive class. 
and why I get so fired up about this offensive class. And so th- these kids are a big part of, of what I see there. And Isaiah Canyon to me and the potential that he has is partly why I'm so fired up about this class. It's not just on offense. Somebody just said the problem is they're all on offense. Well, the problem is, is because I'm starting the show talking about one side of the ball. Be patient, my man. Let me get to the next side of the ball. And I think this is the one to me where uh, the defensive side of the ball is not as good as it needs to be. It's not. I'm not going to sit here and try to tell y'all, no, no, no. Look, if they don't get Kingston, Viliam, Asa, and if they don't get Justice Scott, they're fine. No problem at all. Uh, just go get so-and-so and and you're good because they've got this guy and that guy. I'm not going to sit here and do that because, A, I don't believe it, uh, and, B, I've always told you I'm going to be honest with you. And if that means being critical of Notre Dame, I'm going to be critical of Notre Dame. They can't get shut out with Kingston and and Justin Scott. They can't get shut out. If I had to predict right now, I think the odds of them getting shut out are better than getting both right now. That's just the reality of it. Still a lot of time to be had. Those guys are important. But look at what they have now. That's what I'm focused on. Needs to get better. Offensive class, you're Gearby Lambert, and you're you're good to go and call it a day, and, and you've got a phenomenal class. Defense needs a lot more work. There's a few players, however, that I, that I am very fired up about. We've talked a lot about Bronte Johnson. I, I love the upside of Teddy Rezac and Bodie Cahoon, but they have a long way to go. They're not guys that I think are impact players right now. They're guys that have the chance to be impact players down the road, the two linebackers. Logan Thomas is a very similar kid. Bryce Young is a very similar kid where I love the ceilings, tons of upside. But they're kind of boomer busty type of guys, right? And you don't want to have a class built around those boomer busty type of guys. You want a class that has guys that can come in and be difference makers and and ideally difference makers earlier on. And there's two guys on my board that I think a lot of fans underappreciate and of course they're being underappreciated by the national rankings that explain why I'm I, even, even with the, the needs to do better, the needs to finish strong, why I very much like this defensive class and believe this defensive class could be really good if they're able to finish with those two players that we talked about, or even if you can just get Justin Scott and uh, you know Bradley Shaw still fired up about that, but you need to be able to get some of those guys to really build on this class. The first guy to me, and this I'm just going to go out and say it. First guy to me is Cole Mullins. From, and you all know how I feel about Cole Mullins. I think Cole Mullins is a big-time football player. Uh, when I when I watch this kid play, plays at Mill Creek in Georgia, I just don't get it. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day whose opinion I trust very much, and we were talking about, uh, about Cole Mullins, and I said, hey, listen, be straight with me. Because I had the same exact conversation with this person two years ago with Benjamin Morrison. Uh, we had a chance to sit down and talk over the summer, and I asked this guy, I said, look, am I nuts? I think Benjamin Morrison's going to be a star, and his face just lights up, and he's like, oh, man, I love that kid. He's so good, you know, all that kind of stuff. And and so then I was talking with this guy recently, and I said, okay, I'm going to do it again. Am I nuts? Am I nuts for thinking Cole Mullins is a dude? Same reaction, just lights up. Oh, my gosh, this kid's so good. Cole Mullins is a kid that I just don't understand his ranking. Sometimes, as I said with Isaiah Canyon, I understand why some people don't think he's a – a top hundred player. Now three star, that's silly, but I can, I can get it to a degree why you might not even have him in your top two fifty. Don't agree with it, but I understand it. He's a top hundred guy for me, but I understand it with Cole Mullins. I just, I don't understand it. I, I really don't get it. I see a kid that's got great size. He measured in at Notre Dame, just under six, four, 240 pounds. He's long. He's powerful. He's athletic. 
I mean, you watch this kid play, and then you know he's playing against, he's playing against big-time football in the state of Georgia. I don't get it. He played with Caleb Downs last year, so it's not like schools aren't looking at his at him and, and watching his film. I actually had uh, him as a as a top 150 player when I initially broke his film down. And you look at like that play right there. That is that is that is a big boy play right there. And I and I found actually some game film of Cole that I was able to watch recently and it allowed me to kind of regrade him now that I got a chance to see even more game film. And he actually jumped in the top hundred. So he's now a top hundred graded kid for me in the class. So the defense does now have uh, a, a, a couple of those guys like that. I, I think this kid's a difference maker. I, I don't understand why he's not getting more love. I see a kid that's powerful. I see a kid that knows how to play football. I mean, he's a six foot four ish, 240 pound kid playing middle linebacker half the time for a really good Georgia high school. You see that play right there. That's him playing middle linebacker. I, you know, again, I just don't understand what the, the lack of, play there and i've heard people say like somebody in the chat uh, he hasn't been offered by the big schools in the sec usc didn't want benjamin morrison folks texas didn't want benjamin morrison those are big time schools that recruit the state of Te- arizona a ton the offers don't aren't the end all be all but it does make me ask the same question that you just asked he's not even getting those offers i don't understand it i really don't and i've and i've tried to look at his film i've watched his film probably more than anybody in this class because i wanted to say okay am i am i Am I overhyping something? Like, look at that range right there. Am I over? That's a defensive end, folks. Am I overhyping something? Am I, am I getting caught up in my own biases of what I like in certain players? And, 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 and you know, it, what is it that I'm not seeing? Look at that range right there. Again, they're projecting him to be either a viper or a big end, and he's doing that as a linebacker. You start to ask yourself, and I and I so I try to watch the film and I try to be critical and okay, let me look for this and let me look for that, and I can't find it. I really can't find it. And every person that I talk to who I trust, including some people that have never seen the kid play, and I say, okay, here's the here's the highlights, check these out. And they're like, man, I'd love to see the game film, but good lord, that kid's that kid's really good. I think this kid's an impact player. So when you all, some of you all look at the defensive class, you see Bronte Johnson and then a bunch of not very highly ranked players. And I understand that. When I look at this defensive class, I see Bronte Johnson, who's a highly ranked player, which is a big pickup. But I also see this kid right here, and I view him as a top 100 player with a big upside. And so to me, that's what I see. And again, I could be wrong, but I've yet to have anybody give me a reason why he's not ranked higher. No one's been able to give me a reason why he's not getting more love from the bigger schools. No one's been able to explain it to me at all. And and that's the thing that's a little bit frustrating. But at the end of the day, I'm kind of glad, right? And I know sometimes as fans, we say, Hey, look, you know, we want to get that Southern kid with all those offers, but guess what? A lot of times when those Southern kids have all those offers, they don't end up at Notre Dame. So in some regard, I'm kind of excited. Look at that bit dip and that getting around the edge. That's really impressive. But I'm kind of encouraged by it because it allowed Notre Dame to get into the mix and really get this kid in the class because, to me, he is a big-time, big-time player. So you want to talk about why I'm higher on this defensive line class? And and why I've 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 not crushed Al Washington as much as I had in the past, it's because he went out and did a, played a big role in getting Logan Diggs or Logan Thomas, and it's because he played a big role in getting Cole Mullins as well. Now Al Washington, Al Golden actually is this is one of the few recruitments where Al Golden's name got mentioned, but he also did a good job. As did Max Bulla, surprisingly, is a name that we heard mentioned with Cole Mullins as well. Uh, but this is a, a kid that I'm very very fi- fired up about. 
there's another young man in the defensive class that, that again, if you viewed him like I view him, then your entire opinion of this class changes. Now, again, doesn't change the importance of Justin Scott, Kingston, Viliyama, Asa, and those guys. Doesn't change it at all. But it changes how you evaluate what's there now. And 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 what when I look at it and what I see now is I see guys with big-time potential. So, as I said, I see Bronte Johnson as a top 100-caliber-ish player. I see Cole Mullins there. I see Logan Thomas as a top 150 guy. I see, um, um, you know, obviously uh, the ceiling guys that aren't top 150, but you know, the ceiling guy's a linebacker. But here's another kid, and that's Leonard Moore. And you all remember from the minute we saw Leonard Moore, this is a guy that we were very high on, and I especially am very high on in the 2024 class. And I see a kid that's got great length. He measured in at over about 6'1 and a half, 6'2". I was told he's six legit six two. Walked by him at Notre Dame's. Uh, at a, he was at a practice in the spring. He's significantly taller than I am. Whether that's an inch and a half or two inches, I don't know. I just know he's tall. Uh, but even beyond the height, he's got or the the height, he's got very long arms. He's a very smooth athlete. He's smart. He's been challenged. He plays in a good region. And when I graded him out, he's a he's a top one fifty player on my grading scale that's a, this close away from being a top hundred guy. And, and there's just some technical things and some tackling things and things like that, that I just want to see from him as a senior. But when I look at the length and the speed and the athleticism and the instincts that he has, he's a heck of a football player. And if he can make the kind of jump that we normally see, like Benjamin Morrison was a guy that I loved as a junior loved you all know that, but got even better as a senior. And, and I'm hoping that Leonard Moore can make a similar jump because this is an outstanding football player to me. This is a borderline top 100 kid. Now, Rivals is the one that actually has him uh, somewhat correct. They're a little lower on, on him than I am, but they're close. He was, I think he's ranked 196 now. They did have him at number 153. I think 153 would probably still be a little low for me. He's probably more in that 110 to 125 range for me. But he's a top 150 kid and, and has a, all the talent in the world, a guy that I'm excited about. And he's just one of those gems. We've seen Mike Mickens do this, right? He goes out there and get these, these kids that not a lot of people have heard about. And then he gets on them early before everybody else finds out about the kid, and then they get them. I think when you look at the change of direction for such a long kid, you see the t- tools I'm talking about. So you want to know why I'm a little higher in the defensive class? Not, not again, not what they need to do. That's a given. I'm talking about the defensive class that's already on board. It's it's these two kids are a big part of it because I don't view them as having just Bronte Johnson and a bunch of guys with high upside. I think they have Bronte Johnson. I think they have Cole Mullins. I think that they have Leonard Moore as all top 100 caliber football players. Two of them, I believe, already are. I, I got to go look at Bronte's. I think he's a top 100 guy for me, but he might have been just off of the grading scale of top 100 let me let me go find Bronte's thing real quick because I because I know Bronte's number two in the rank oh yeah he's he's the top 100 so Bronte is the number two player in the class for me uh in my rankings for the Notre Dame class he is right behind Cole Mullins Cole Mullins is still my number one ranked player in the defensive class for me when I see him when I see Bronte is my number two when I see Leonard Moore is my number three those are three really good football players and then you go throw Logan Thomas in there as a guy with a ton of talent now part of the issue that I have with the defensive class is there's a lot of upside guys. I mean, Bryce Young is a, is a lower, lower now, but a higher, you know, he, he has a ceiling, but he's got a lot to learn. Uh, you look at Teddy Rezac, same thing, love the athleticism, love the instincts, love the production, 
all those things are are, are really impressive. But you know, look, the reality is he's really raw, and the production right now doesn't match the 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 talent right now. So that's something he's he's going to have to get better at. You know, Bodie Cahoon, very talented player, six three through twenty, tons of athleticism, tons of potential, but he's still very raw. And there's a lot of that in this class. Kennedy Erlacher is very similar situation. Love the kid's athleticism, love his talent. He's still a really raw football player that has a lot to learn. And there's a lot of that in the 24 class on defense, which is certainly um, uh, certainly something to, to, to be concerned about. You don't want to be have a class filled with the high upside guys and the lower floor guys, and that's where they are on defense. But my contention is that there's a lot more high floor guys than people think, and it really comes down to these two kids, and it comes down to Cole Mullins, and it comes down to Leonard Moore, who – I am very high on. If you look at the the signings for the last couple of years, now Christian Gray, Benjamin Morrison's the only kid that is a junior graded out higher for me than Leonard Moore. Christian Gray's senior year and Micah Bell's senior year grades were slightly ahead of where Leonard Moore is now as a junior. And most kids make jumps and their grades get higher seniors. And I expect Leonard Moore to do the same exact thing. But as if you look at junior grades, the only player in the last several years that had a higher grade coming out of high school at corner for me was Benjamin Morrison, who obviously went on to become a freshman All-American at Notre Dame. And so that's what I like about it, and that's where I'm at. And that's you, you want to know why I'm, I'm higher on this class? It's because I look at the film, and that's what I see. I see what we see from these kids. And at the end of the day, I can ask myself all the same questions you all are asking. I really can. But when I look at it, I see that the, the film is always going to trump trump for me. And if I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss because of film, not because of some of those other things. So that's where I'm at. So that's my feelings on the 2024 class. I had one super chat here uh, quickly from Anthony Solomon. Anthony, thank you. Said thanks for the show today. You are welcome. So, folks, that's going to do it for today's show. We will have a show tonight on the Ivy Nation Sports Talk show at 6 o'clock. Don't leave right now. Okay, do me a favor. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. I'm gonna put the uh, the I'm gonna put the uh, link to the shows, the CFB Nation shows, in the chat again here. If you have not done so, do me a favor. Go subscribe to CFB Nation channel. Starting July 1st, that's the only place you're going to find the Lucky Lefty podcast. It's the only place you're going to find CFB Nation because they're no longer going to be on the Irish Breakdown feed. Uh, I'm going to launch my summer breakdowns for Archer and all you non Notre Dame fans that are on our channel. The CFB Nation channel is where I'm going to have a lot of my college football analysis. So I'll break down Ohio State at some point in time. Not looking at it from a how they stack up against Notre Dame standpoint, but just a college football analysis ranking. Here's what it is. This is where we're at. So I'm going to have that as well. So definitely go in there and check those aspects out. Uh, and um, you're going to love that stuff. I, I, I promise you're going to like the stuff that we're going to do on that. So definitely subscribe to that channel on the YouTube platform or excuse me on the podcast platform definitely check those shows out and uh and prepare yourself because we're gonna have a lot of stuff coming out in july and then we'll continue it to a degree into the season as well gonna look to add more hosts brian smith is gonna join us with for his southeastern recruiting show he's gonna have minimum two to three shows a week uh first couple weeks is gonna be close to a show a day as he as he previews the 2025 class you're definitely gonna check that out and again when we do this it's taking the notre dame hat off which i i try to always do uh, take the Notre Dame hat off in regard to talking about these things and how they relate to Notre Dame. And I'm breaking down Bama for the sake of Bama. I'm breaking down Ohio State for the sake of Ohio State. We're breaking down recruiting just from a national standpoint, not a uh, how it relates, how it, what it means for Notre Dame and who's Notre Dame got to compete against, any of that stuff. It's just going to be, it's just going to be college football. 
And so it's it's going to be fun, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it. And of course, you can you can always talk with us about all those topics if you sign up for the message boards at boards.irishbreakdown.com. You do not have to be a Notre Dame fan to sign up for the message boards. Just understand we're talking Notre Dame football, but we can talk college football as well. As long as you're respectful, people will treat you respectfully, and I'll make sure that they treat you respect, respect, uh, respectfully. So come on over and join us. So that's going to do it today, folks. Hit that like button on your way out. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Give us a five-star review if you're listening via podcast platform. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. But more importantly, have a great, safe rest of your day, and we'll see you again tomorrow on the Irish Breakdown podcast.